Chapter Four of the Gifts of the Child Christ by George MacDonald. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four. Mr. Gratorix has ceased to regard the advent of Christmas with much interest. Naturally gifted with a strong religious tendency, he had since his first marriage taken not to denial but to the side of objection spending much energy in contempt for the foolish opinions of others a self-indulgence which does less than little to further the growth of one's own spirit in truth and righteousness the only person who stands excused i do not say justified in doing so is the man who having been taught the same opinions has found them a legion of adversaries barring his way to the truth but having got rid of them himself it is i suspect worse than useless to attack them again save as the ally of those who are fighting their way through the same ranks to the truth gratorix had been indulging his intellect at the expense of his heart a man may have light in the brain and darkness in the heart it were better to be an owl than a strong-eyed apteryx he was on the path which naturally ends in blindness and unbelief I fancy, if he had not been neglectful of his child, she would ere this time have relighted his Christmas candles for him, but now his second disappointment in marriage had so dulled his heart that he had begun to regard life as a stupid affair, in which the most enviable fool was the man who could still expect to realize an ideal. He set out on a false track altogether, but had not yet discovered that there had been an immoral element at work in his mistake for what right had he to desire the fashioning of any woman after his ideas did not the angel of her eternal ideal forever behold the face of her father in heaven the best that can be said for him is that notwithstanding his disappointment and her faults yea notwithstanding his own faults which were with all his cultivation and strength of character yet more serious than hers he was still kind to her yes i may say for him that notwithstanding even her silliness which is a sickening fault and one which no supremacy of beauty can overshadow he still loved her a little hence the care he showed for her in respect of the coming sorrow was genuine it did not all belong to his desire for a son to whom he might be a father indeed after his own fancies however letty on her part was as full of expectation as the girl who has been promised a doll that can shut and open its eyes and cry when it is pinched her carelessness of its safe arrival came of ignorance and not indifference it cannot but seem strange that such a man should have been so careless of the child he had but from the first she had painfully reminded him of her mother with whom in truth he had never quarrelled but with whom he had not found life the less irksome on that account add to this he had been growing fonder of business a fact which indicated in a man of his endowment and development an inclination downwards of the plane of his life it was some time since he had given up reading poetry history had almost followed he now read little except politics travels and popular expositions of scientific progress that year christmas eve fell upon a monday the day before letty was not feeling very well her husband thought it better not to leave her and gave up going to church fozy was utterly forgotten but she dressed herself and at the usual hour appeared with her prayer book in her hand ready for church 
when her father told her that he was not going she looked so blank that he took pity upon her and accompanied her to the church door promising to meet her as she came out Fozy sighed with relief as she entered for she had a vague idea that by going to church to pray for it she might move the lord to chasten her at least he would see her there and might think of it she had never had such an attention from her father before never such dignity conferred upon her as to be allowed to appear in church alone sitting in the pew by herself like a grown damsel but i doubt if there was any pride in her stately step or any vanity in the smile no not smile but illuminated mist the vapor of smiles which haunted her sweet little solemn church window of a face as she walked up the aisle the preacher was one of whom she had never heard her father speak slighting word in whom her unbounded trust had never been shaken also he was one who believed with his whole soul in the things that make christmas precious to him the birth of the wonderful baby hinted at hundreds of strange things in the economy of the planet that a man could so thoroughly persuade himself that he believed the old fable was matter of marvel to some of his friends who held blind nature the eternal mother and night the everlasting grandmother of all things but the child fozy in her dreams or out of them in church or nursery with her book or her doll was never out of the region of wonders and would have believed or tried to believe anything that did not involve a moral impossibility what the preacher said i need not even partially repeat it is enough to mention a certain metamorphose deposited from the stream of his eloquence carried home in her mind by fozy from some of his sayings about the birth of jesus into the world into the family into the individual human bosom she had got it into her head that christmas day was not a birthday like that she had herself last year but that in some wonderful way to her requiring no explanation the baby jesus was born every christmas day afresh what became of him afterwards she did not know and indeed she had never yet thought to ask how it was that he could come to every house in london as well as number one wimborne square little of a home as another might think it that house was yet to her the centre of all houses and the wonder had not yet widened rippling beyond it into the spot of the pool the eternal gift would fall her father forgot the time over his book but so entranced was her heart with the expectation of the promised visit now so near the day after to-morrow that if she did not altogether forget to look for him as she stepped down the stair from the church door to the street his absence caused her no uneasiness and when just as she reached it he opened the house door in tardy haste to redeem his promise she looked up at him with a solemn smileless repose born of spiritual tension and speechless anticipation upon her face and walking past him without change in the rhythm of her motion marched stately up the stairs to the nursery i believe the centre of her hope was that when the baby came she would beg him on her knees to ask the lord to chasten her when dessert was over her mother on the sofa in the drawing-room and her father in an easy chair with a bottle of his favourite wine by his side she crept out of the room and away again to the nursery there she reached up to her little bookshelf and full of the sermon as spongy mists are full of the sunlight took thence a volume of stories from the german the re-reading of one of which narrating the visit of the christ-child laden with gifts to a certain household 
and what he gave to each and all therein she had although sorely tempted saved up until now and sat down with it by the fire the only light she had when the housemaid suddenly remembering she must put her to bed and at the same time discovering it was a full hour past her usual time hurried to the nursery she found her fast asleep in her little armchair her book on her lap and the fire self-consumed into a dark cave with a sombre glow in its deepest hollows dreams had doubtless come to deepen the impressions of sermon and marquen for as she slowly yielded to the hands of polly putting her to bed her lips unconsciously moved of the slumbering but not sleeping spirit more than once murmured the words lord loveth and chasteneth right blessedly would i enter the dreams of such a child revel in them as a bee in the heavenly gulf of a cactus flower End of chapter 4